Season four of Stranger Things broke Netflix records with its biggest opening weekend debut for an English language TV show is number one in over 80 countries and season four part two literally crashed Netflix. As business owners, we can learn lessons from this show in regards to target marketing and surprising and delighting our clients. Whether you're a fan or not, listen in to hear about how a mega giant like Netflix honed in on an often overlooked segment of society, Generation X. If you haven't watched the show, don't worry, I'm not giving away any major plot spoilers, so you can still enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Women's Business Workshop Podcast. I'm your host and business coach, Robin Walker. I help small business owners like yourself find more strategy and focus in your business so that you can reach your goals with less distraction and overwhelm. If you're looking for more content on building your business, please subscribe to the Women's Business Workshop podcast or search for past episodes on our website, womensbusinessworkshop.com. If you're looking for more one-on-one or group camaraderie and support, join us in the Impact Business Circle. Mastermind groups are now forming. It is the support you didn't realize you were missing. You can go to womensbusinessworkshop.com slash impact for more information and to get registered before we have our first quarterly planning call. The Netflix audience is huge and diverse. They can get closer to saying that they serve everyone than most companies can, including yourself. They focused on a subset of this ginormous audience that this show would really hit home for. Many people will watch it and like it, but this subset will become raving fans and share about it, rewatch it, buy the merchandise, you name it. That group is Generation X. People born from 1965 to 1980 are usually considered in this generation. Stranger Things Season 1 takes place in 1983. That's right when most of this generation was in their childhood or in their high school years, exactly the age that many of the main characters are in the show. When that age group watches the show, they feel like this was made for them. That is what we want in our businesses, for our ideal clients to feel like this program, this product was made precisely for them. You want them to feel like you are in the right place. So I am Generation X, and the joke is, is that our generation is ignored, kind of like the middle child between the boomers and the millennials. Most of us don't really care that we don't get the attention But this feels different. We feel like this show was made just for us. It's like they get us. The main characters are children. And I will say I'm not usually watching shows that the main characters are children. Now that my kids are older, I don't need to force myself to watch those kind of shows. So how many movies are we watching as 40-somethings that are about kids? Really not very many. But these kids were us. So as a viewer, we can identify with these kids because we lived that childhood. But they also have 40-something adults in the show that are also people we can relate with. And what a brilliant move Netflix had to cast some of these adult characters with 80s and 90s stars that we already knew, like Sean Astin, Winona Ryder, Paul Reiser, Matthew Modine. We remember them from shows from when we were younger so they already feel relatable. 
And then there was that other bonus Easter egg that I don't know if any of you know. Maya Hawk, the actress that plays Robin, is the daughter of Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman, stars of the 80s and 90s that Gen X grew up with. So while you're watching this as a Gen Xer, it really feels like you are being catapulted back into your childhood. But what makes this different than the other 80s shows that we've seen come up here and there? None of the other ones have seemed to really attach to the generation as much as Stranger Things has. We've had other shows set in the 80s that never really took off as much as this one did. The reason that it's so relatable is that they were really careful to be authentic in what the 80s was really like. They did not just stoop to the stereotypes and the laziness of, oh, just throw some neon in there and that'll be the 80s. That's not what happened with this. One of the ways you can notice that is when they start in 83, everything is brown on the set. The cabinets, the flooring, the clothing, everything is brown. And that really is what the early 80s looked like when you think back to your your kitchen and your living room in the early 80s. Everything was brown or tan or just those dark colors. So they really stuck with that, even down to the music that came out in the show is in the correct year of the show. And I did read somewhere that Winona Ryder uh, did have something to do with that, that if it's 1983 in the show, they're not playing a song that was not put out until 1985. So they really paid attention. And what that does when you pay attention to the details your audience feels like this is important to you and what they need and want is important to you. So putting out an offer or a product that is not really attuned to their needs but is titled as if it were feels mismatched and misaligned to your customer. Netflix and apparently the actors really wanted to keep this show authentic. So the set designers, the people choosing the costumes and the hairstyles really kept things true to form for the year that they were in. Every now and then you can find something in the show that maybe is misplaced or in a background that really wouldn't be there during that time. But for the most part, these are the things that we remember as very authentic. So you want to make sure when you are building your offers and your products that you pay attention to what your customer really needs and what they will experience when they use your product or service and really putting yourself in their place. A lot of this also comes with doing research and including your ideal clients when you are creating your new products and offers to make sure it is really what they want and that they will feel like this product is made specifically for them. The other thing that Netflix did with Stranger Things that is something that you can build into your business is surprise and delight. So we've heard this before. We know we're supposed to surprise and delight our customers and clients, but sometimes it's an afterthought or it's not built into the experience from the start. So Netflix does this throughout the show. There's little things that you didn't expect to pop up and you were so excited when they did. Even something as little as including the never-ending story song 
almost all of us could sing that song by heart and we didn't even realize we all still knew the words but it wasn't played in the background it was two characters singing it out as we all did when we were kids another way that this was just a surprise and delight of something we didn't even know that we wanted Another time that the show surprised and delighted me was the season with Starcourt. I don't know about you guys, but I 100% was at our local mall whenever I could get there. I loved going to the mall, even if I didn't buy anything. The mall was a social scene for those of us that grew up during the 80s. That's not something that other generations necessarily experience because that that popularity of a mall really is a small window of, of time. Malls are not the same now. And that local mall really was the place to be on Friday nights or during the weekend. So having a whole season set in a mall in the 80s, I mean, come on. That just felt really cool and really relatable and brought me back to so many happy times in my mind and they didn't just have it in a mall they included stores that we forgot we loved like Walden Books or Sam Goody so when you see those things it just gives you these positive happy feelings that's something we want to do in our products and our services is times when we can build in things that are going to bring our client joy Even if what you're selling doesn't feel like the type of product or service that is a joyful thing, maybe it's something more serious, maybe it is you're in the mental health space, but you can still find things to bring your clients or customers joy. Maybe it's not necessarily joy, but it's something where they feel a positive feeling, whether it's nostalgia or not, like with Stranger Things, maybe it's in your social media that you can still have a sense of humor and bring your clients and customers joy. So try to think now of the offers you have or the products you have or even the experience in your place of business or on your website. Where can you add things that your clients and customers are gonna be surprised and delighted to see or that are gonna make them smile? So for those of you who think, well, I I can market to pretty much everyone. Pretty much everyone needs my product. Netflix really could say that to some degree, but this show is not going to make raving fans out of everyone. When I've been asking around who really, really loves this show, it's usually people in Gen X or Gen Z. The boomers and the millennials seem to really enjoy it, but they don't seem as into it. And that's okay because our products and services aren't meant to be a perfect fit for everyone. That is impossible you have to decide who is that perfect fit for your audience. You can still serve other people, but really this is a lesson in choosing an ideal client that might be a subset of your broader audience. So they, Netflix does serve all kinds of people in all different generations and walks of life. But this particular show and other shows they have as well are targeted to a certain subset of that audience. So a byproduct of this show that it also really has been embraced by Gen Z. So that is the younger generation going up to people around 21, 22 years old at this time. I have kids that are in this generation and they have heard throughout their life about how awesome it was to live in the 80s, how we could just hop on our bike 
and ride to the library or ride to the White Hen and buy some candy and come back. And we didn't have to have a parent with us. We could go out in the woods by ourselves and figure it out if we got hurt, get lost, explore. And a lot of these kids haven't been able to have that childhood experience based on all different kind of things that are different in culture and society right now than they were during the 80s. So a lot of that generation romanticized what it was like to live during the 80s. And this show lets them live it. So they can see and feel what it really was like to live during that generation. But also they can relate to those common child and teen struggles that really go across generations and time frames, being bullied, family strife, protective parents, us against the world friendships. So they can still relate to them because those are problems across across all time. So Gen Z has also been able to really enjoy this show and the cool thing because Gen X usually parents Gen Z, they can watch the show together. It's not too scary for some of the older kids, and they can really enjoy it together. I did see a meme about don't ever watch Stranger Things with someone who is a Gen Xer because you'll miss everything because they'll just be commenting the whole time on, oh, I had that makeup case, and I had that backpack, and oh, our kitchen had that refrigerator. So you'll miss out on a lot of the conversation and the plot, But uh, for parents and kids, this is, you know, a show they can experience together. And I'll be honest, as a parent right now, there aren't a ton of shows that I feel like are not awkward to watch together, if you know what I mean. But the kids still find them interesting and engaging enough to watch. So it's kind of that perfect blend. So the same with your products and services, you can target a very specific part of your audience but you can still have other people enjoy it and you can still have other people purchase it and buy it and that's the purpose of having those ascension products and the things that take the people who are the great fit to the next level to a higher level offer or a product that's you know a higher price point you can still have other people buy from you enjoy buying from you love your products but it is important to know at what point You need something really for those perfect fit clients. Here's a recap on how Stranger Things can teach us ways to create a higher level customer service experience. Number one, don't try to be everything to everyone. Find your sweet spot so that your customers know that when they end up in your store, on your website, in your program, they know they are in the right place, that this was created just for them. Number two, be authentic and make sure the experience is what your client is looking for. We are going for excellence and not just good enough. And if you don't know, do the research, talk to your clients and involve them in building new products and services. Go that extra mile. Number three, surprise and delight your customers. We hear this all the time, but this is your reminder to go back into your products, services, or marketing to find ways that you can surprise and delight your clients and customers. Lastly, create an experience. Make your product or service really feel like an experience from start to finish. Be particular and intentional on that journey that your clients and customers are going on. Make it easy to share when they love that experience. 
that is it for me, my friends. I am off to watch the last installment of season four. I have been waiting and I told myself that I needed to complete this podcast before I gave myself the reward of watching. And then I also knew I would not be giving you any spoilers. So go on, go get back to work. And after you're done with work, go watch that last season of Stranger Things. All right, friends, have a great day and get back to work. <laughs>